Welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is episode 83 of the podcast. And for those who were with us last week, you will remember that we started a two-part um, series, if you will. It's just a two-parter, so I don't know if it's truly a series. But last week, we did part one um, with a, a quote by English mathematician Carl Pearson. And I said we would do that quote uh, that week and then followed up with this quote this week because this quote this week is similar to uh, a similar in the similar vein, let's say, uh, to that quote. Carl Pearson's quote last week was that which is measured improves that which is measured and reported improves exponentially. And we talked about that concept that, you know, when you're wanting certain things to to occur, uh, whether we focused on like a classroom setting, we focused on sports, practice, games, things like that. If you want to see improvement in things, measure the types of things that you're wanting to see improvement on. And so we talked about giving quizzes, tests, essays, whatever like, like that in the classroom that then you get a report card for. And then in the sport world, our world as coaches, we talked about how the scoreboard provides that when we're in competitions, but also you can do those types of things in practice where you start measuring the specific things you're trying to really improve upon. So I used the, um, the example of in my sport of basketball in charting deflections in practice because we wanted our kids to be more active and trying to, to be you know, that much, just, yeah, there it is, that much more active defensively. And so we start charting those things. We start measuring those things. And then when you report on those or you make them available to your players, you know, they're going to start really working at that, just like the scoreboard in games should do the same thing. And so that was last week. That was part one. In part two, we're going to shift it a little bit. And, and the reason why I wanted to do this as a, part, as a one and two part is because I have seen that quote by Carl Pearson and then today's quote, I've seen them in much the same way and in much the same light. In fact, this quote I is the one that I've known for a longer time. Uh, I first heard this quote from uh, Bruce Brown, the director of Proactive Coaching, it's a group that I speak uh, for, and uh, it's in a couple of our presentations. And then in doing some research, uh, I found that the Stephen Covey, the author of Seven Habits for Highly Effective People, as well as Daniel Pink, another author and thought leader. Both of them have very similar quotes to this one. I just, I like the way uh, Bruce says it, and I, I like what it gets at, because it really gets at the heart of something that I've really tried to work on with my teams. And so here's the quote today, and we'll see if you can see how how it's, it is quite in line with last week's quote by Carl Pearson. The quote is this, you get what you reward, 
and it perpetuates itself. And so let's let's unpack that a little bit. The first part, you get what you reward. So last week we were saying that which is measured improves. And so the concept there is you get whatever you measure is the idea, you know, okay? But in this one, it's you get what you reward. And so if you want to see, let's use, we're, we're here talking to coaches mainly. So let's use an athletic, use the idea in an athletic realm. If you want to see certain um, skills performed properly, you want certain results for your team, then find a way to reward those things that are going to produce those results. Um, the simplest one that I have used throughout all of my career, and I imagine most of you are the same way, is verbal praise. When our players do the things that we're wanting to see them do, you praise them for it. You reward them with saying, hey, great job. Now, one of the things that we always say is, don't just say great job, because your kids aren't going to know, A, exactly what it is that was done, and B, who did it. And so when you are going to use verbal praise, make sure you say the name of the person who did it. It might be the whole team, but usually you're going you know, to focus on a certain, you know, certain player who performed whatever the skill was, whatever the thing was that you are rewarding, and then say what that thing is. And so, you know, um, it's an important element that, that kids or anybody know that they performed something in particular well because the moment they hear that, they're going to want more of it. This is just a human thing. You know, we like being praised for doing a job well done. Would you rather be, you know, ripped into and criticized for doing poorly? Or would you rather be praised for doing a job well done? Well, we'd all rather be praised. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, yeah, but I'm, I get motivated better when coaches get on me and when they push me and yell at me or whatever. Yeah, I know some people are motivated that way, certainly. But after a while, that gets old. Whereas we always like to hear we've done a nice job at something. And so reward people for whatever it is that it is that they have done well. But here's the key. What are the things you are rewarding? And it goes back to something I talked about last week in the that which is measured improves. Focus on things that they have control over. Focus on attitude and effort areas as opposed to just the outcome. It's one of the reasons that the scoreboard is not always a great, um, you know, it's not always indicative of success. And I talked more about it, so you know, go back to that episode. But I talked more about the concept of, yes, it certainly is an, an indicator of success, but there's so many other things that we want to focus on when we're talking about success. Well, how about what are we rewarding? And so let's go back to the example I said before. If I just say great job or I say great job, Jenny, okay, everybody's going to look at Jenny and okay, what did Jenny do? But if I say great job of running hard through all the lines, Jenny, now Jenny knows that she has done that well. Other people know Jenny has done it. And so they might start looking to see, well, how is Jenny doing this? And most importantly, they know that the thing that they could get rewarded for as well with verbal praise is if they'll run hard through the lines. So rather than, hey, you won the game, you made the shot, how about 
let's reward them for the effort thing, the attitude thing, the team thing that creates the kind of then result, scoreboard success, et cetera, that we're after. So you get what you reward. So if I want them to run hard through all the lines, heck, if I want them to give everything they've got, might even be it. Well, one way to demonstrate that is running hard through all the lines. And we're talking practice, of course. Well, then I am going, if, when I reward that, I've given them a specific thing that they can work on, that they can all do. The moment another player does it, let's reward him. The moment player, and what starts to happen, and here's where the second part of the quote comes in, and it perpetuates itself, you're going to see more of it. Jenny is going to think, oh, I liked being rewarded that way. I'm going to continue to run hard through all the lines. Okay, and so she keeps doing that. But here's the beauty of it. Uh, Jill and Amy and whoever else is on the team is going to go, well, I want to be rewarded that way. And so they will start to run hard through all the lines. I imagine some of you are thinking, well, it's not a guarantee. Of course, not a guarantee. But the more we do it, the better chance we have of doing it, of seeing that happen. So as I reward Jenny with the verbal praise, now all of a sudden Amy runs really hard through like, hey, great job, Amy. Now all of a sudden Jill's over there. Sam's over there, you know, whoever. They're all going, well, if I will run hard through the line, maybe my name will get, I will be recognized and we'll hear my name. Very simple concept, very simple explanation of an extremely important concept. So let's take this further than just verbal praise. What are you rewarding in terms of awards you give out for your teams, for instance? You know, what, what do you reward? I was the classic coach who, at the end of seasons, when we were done, we'd give out our ultimate award for for many people, was the most valuable player. Now, for me, I always had a quote-unquote coach's award, we called it, which I tried to play that up as the ultimate award, and that was rewarding more of the things that I'm going to get into in a minute. But we also had a most valuable player, and the kids focused on that as the key award. The problem with that is I'm a coach of a team sport, as we call it. Now, I think they're all team sports, but, you know, it's a sport where, you know, in basketball, soccer, football, hockey, lacrosse, these types of sports, there are multiple players who have to perform various things to create team success. Whereas in tennis and swimming and track, wrestling, you can have individual success, become a champion, even though your team might not be. Doesn't mean that we as coaches don't focus on trying to create a a team championship, but the players themselves can still have that kind of success. Whereas in these, again, I use the term team sport. I, I don't always like it. I think everything's a team sport. Uh, but in like my sport of basketball, one player could have a great game, a great season, but we might not win. There was not a championship of, of some sort. Yet that individual player certainly you know, had his or her share of success and accolades and all. Well, is that what we want to focus on? No, not not in these team sports like that. And so what we try to talk about is that concept that what are you rewarding? When you reward, when you give a most valuable player award, 
you're rewarding an individual. But here I was talking team all year long, teaching team and focused on team. And at the end of the season, I gave out an, an award that was for one individual. It's like, there's nothing wrong with recognizing individuals, but what was I rewarding that individual for? I was rewarding him or her for performing something as a total, that was a, a, a really an individual award. And so I started changing that later in my career. And I started recognizing and rewarding the things that I wanted to see more of in our program. And um, so things like, you know, effort. So we'd give out, you know, hardest worker award, best effort, or, uh, you know, being a great, having a team first attitude, best teammate, things like that. And then we started giving out the ultimate and whatever your um, mascot is, you know, so the school I was at most recently, the ultimate ranger award would go to the one who best exemplified all those things, the core values, what we call in proactive coaching, the core covenants of our program. So that was the, the award that we were giving for the one who was the most focused on doing all of those things the best. And so those uh, qualities like effort, team first, uh, whatever you've come up with, you know, enthusiasm, discipline, whatever it is, if you reward those things, the more you reward those things, the more you'll get of those. If you feel that those things are important to creating the team that you're trying to create, you're going to get more of the kind of team you're going to try and create, you're trying to create. And you're going to get the success, have a better chance at the success you're trying to create. So rather than focusing on results, outcomes, scoreboards, let's focus on rewarding the things that they actually have some control over. And so that's the beauty of this concept in this quote. It's why I love it so much. You get what you reward and it perpetuates itself. So the big question for you out there, coaches, is what are you rewarding? And how can you make a simple shift if you're right now rewarding just the results, just the outcomes? How can you make a simple shift to reward process things, things that they have control over, things that they do that then can lead to the results and the outcomes you're seeking? And then, coaches, how are you rewarding them? Verbal praise is the biggie. Make sure they constantly are hearing when they've done something well. But be specific with who it is and what it is they did. And then figure out other ways to reward your teams. Like I said, with our awards, we did that. But there's you can find other ways. So anyway, love this quote. And you, I hope you can see how it, it works with last week's quote. Last week, that which is measured improves. That which is measured and reported improves exponentially. And this week, you get what you reward, and it perpetuates itself. In other words, the things that we want to see improvement on, when we measure them and when we reward them, this is when we start to see real growth and a real chance for improvement and ultimately success. Love those concepts. I hope you, you do too, and I hope you'll start really implementing these with your teams, uh, with yourself, you know, to become the best you're capable of becoming, but also, as I say, with your teams to help them become the best they're capable of becoming as well. Next week, we'll be back to uh, one of the interview formats, and, um, and then we'll probably alternate back and forth uh, like we have in the past, but, you know, who knows? At times, we might do some of these little two-parters or three-parters. 
uh, do some series. We'll just you know, keep mixing it up and, and uh, whatever seems to work best at the time, that's what we'll do. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back to you next week with an interview format uh, for you so you can hear from another coach. Uh, and that'll be next time on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd please do me a favor and leave a rating and a short review of the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Ratings and reviews help podcasts get in front of that many more listeners. And we want to get as many people exposed to the messages of inspiration and impact through the use of quotes that we cover on this podcast. Also, check us out on slamdunksuccess.com, where you'll find a lot more information to help you become the best you're capable of becoming. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches.